This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. We got to check on the housing sector. Uh, KB Home came out with their latest earnings that happened just about 24 hours ago after the closing bell. Stock, and forgive me, I mentioned a price, but it was actually up 2.3% by the close today. It is up 32% here in 2021. Let's get into it in terms of what uh, they are seeing. KB Home Chairman, President, and CEO Jeff Mesger is with us. He's on the phone in Los Angeles. Jeff, nice to have you here. How are you? I am well, Carol. How are you? Doing okay. Surviving. <laughs> You're in here. You guys had a pretty good quarter. We did. We did. I was joking with someone yesterday. It's a good time to be a home builder. <laughs> How good? Tell us. Walk us through uh, the metrics. Uh, actually, it's uh, as strong and as good as it's ever been, Carol. Both uh, the demand side, um, in particular, is very strong right now. Interest rates are low. We're coming out of the pandemic, and the economy's starting to percolate a little, as you know, evidenced just by the GDP you, you just reported. So you have job growth, you have a better economy, people are feeling better, strong demographics, low interest rates, and no no inventory out hmm. there. So it's uh, an incredibly strong combination for us right now of uh, solid demand and low inventory. Well, you have homes for sale throughout the United States in eight different states, Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Nevada, North Carolina, Texas, and Washington. Uh, which market has the most opportunity? Which state has the most opportunity? Yeah, it, it's odd to, to say this, but right now every city is performing very well. Hmm. And the metrics I described of no inventory, strong demand, uh, solid economy right now is, is very broad-based across our footprint. Any concerns about California, though? And I, I asked this for a couple of reasons. One, I'm a Californian. We've seen so many reports, again, anecdotal, anecdotal reports of, of people leaving California for um, among different reasons, but also going to places where you do that are that included in your markets, right? Florida, Texas. So, so why are you still bullish on California? Yeah. Um, well, the, the demise of California has been predicted for about 50 years now, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're headquartered here, so it's our home state, and, and we enjoy uh, the, the market here and the economy and what's going on. And if, if you look at our, our business, one of our indicators of future revenue is our backlog. And our backlog at the end of the quarter was up basically 100% year over year. Our, our backlog in California was a, over a bil- well over a billion dollars. And it, it speaks to um, uh, the strength of housing in that the uh, there's just an, a shortage of housing in this state. It's very underserved right now, and uh, uh, demand is good, and, and we're enjoying a, a strong market right now. Jeff, what about a shortage of land? I mean, do you guys have enough land to meet the demand that you're seeing in terms of order flow? Uh, we do, and, and it's growing right now, Carol. I, hmm. I, um, I used to refer to this as a supply-constrained recovery <laughs> in that uh, coming out of the financial crisis, the issue was the industry didn't have enough approved land to develop because things had, had uh, stopped. And now now we're past that. And I, I shared on our call yesterday, in the fourth quarter, we increased our spend on land and development by 40% year over year. And in the first quarter, again, here, we were up 37%. So we're actually increasing pretty significantly the investment we're making in future growth. So, Jeff, I I wish you were here because the conversation we were having kind of behind the scenes about, you know, maybe how phone, not phones, but homes change as a result of the pandemic. Are we all going to look at them differently? Are we going to want, 
in every home, maybe a little workout space, an office, just in case? Yeah, um, it's a great topic right now. And in, in our business, Carol, we believe in personalization of the home. So when we sell a home um, to someone, we, we don't build it and then sell it. We sell it, let them personalize it right. in our studio, and then we build it for them. And there's a lot of flex space in the homes. And, and we rolled out a what we call the KB Home Office feature where you could convert a bedroom or a den to an office space. And we're, we're seeing that as a pretty popular option right now, whether it's people working from home or kids schooling from home or just a, you know, a, a new uh, area for a family to, to gather. And Because um, you, know you, know you know how people, like their demands, like it went from – Every you know, homes years ago were like just every everything was its own space, and then we got to kind of open concept and you know yeah. lots of open space and shared space. And I just wonder, is there something that you think, as a result of the pandemic, is going to kind of impact housing maybe for years to come, or maybe not? Yeah. Um, I think homes became more valuable and appealing to people because everyone wants their own space, and mm-hmm. we've all been spending a lot more time mm-hmm. in our homes, so you you want it to be yours the trends we're seeing and with the consumer is still great rooms they want a lot of open space but then they want that little dedicated enclave they can go to to get away from the world as well well speaking of the world i'm i'm interested jeff to hear where where you were a year ago we talk about it a lot because as we we say here on bloomberg radio it's been a year like no other so, so take yeah. me back to, to where you were last March when California was yeah. shut down and, and New York City was, was shut down. Did you ever foresee that you would have a 2020 and an early 2021 like this? Absolutely not. It's been a, a wild ride. And as we look back on it, January and February last year, our sales were incredibly strong. We were set up on a great trajectory to have a great year. And then the, the pandemic was declared and we went into bunker mode. Um, I took some steps to protect the employees and their teams, and we actually shut our business down for about six wow. weeks. Totally, totally shut down. And, w- and when you're in that mode, it's lower overhead, hoard cash, don't buy any lots. It's going to get worse, and uh, you plan for the worst and hope for the best. And then coming coming out of that in May and June, things started to percolate, and by July or August, it, it was an incredible run, and uh, we just had. The, the quarter we just reported is our, our best quarter of sales in 15 years for a first quarter. So we went from uh, getting the bunker, this is going to get very difficult, to this is an in- incredibly robust housing market in, in literally in a nine-month period. In- incredible swing. But we're on the good side of the swing now. Good, good side of the swing. What about as rates start to go up? And listen, you know, we all have to remember perspective because you go back to the early 80s and, you know, we had mortgage rates that were off the charts. Um, so even a few higher points from here, it's still low by historical standards. But nonetheless, it can prevent some people from maybe being able to afford a mortgage with a higher rate. So are is there a certain rate that you're watching uh, or that you're concerned that if we start to go higher? Uh, now, um, we're, we're obviously mindful of rates, and it's a math equation. You only make so much money. You can only afford so much. So if rates go up, it, uh, it, it squeezes affordability. Rates today are still lower than they were a year ago. They've come off the floor, 
that they had in set in January in the high twos. We're now in the low threes, still an incredibly attractive rate. And um, I, I think what people lose in the affordability debate is, is what I touched on in our, our last session in that there's incredible demand right now. The millennial uh, generation had deferred their purchase decision for many years. Now they're out in full force, and there's 70 million millennials that want to be a, a homeowner today. And See, so millennials no do want to own homes, right? There's yeah, a we lo- do. Right? There was a real conversation of, of people saying, no, it's not yeah. going to happen. Well, now we do. Now. I, and I think that I think what what I've seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, is is big changes over the last few years. Homeownership is coming, but it's at a later age. Yeah, and, and it, as you look back on it, it was post financial crisis, and they either they saw their parents lose their home, or they couldn't get a job, or they had high levels of student debt they had to deal with, or they deferred getting married and getting on with their life, whatever the reason was. You had a full generation that delayed their home buying decision much longer than previous generations had, and then they came out in full force. And it was actually starting, so it's what what I touched on, it was starting before the pandemic hit. Mm. Then the pandemic hit, and it accelerated the desire to be a homeowner. And what what we're now seeing, if you look forward, you have 70 million millennials, incredible demand and now the gen z's the next cohort is 80 million and they're hitting their first time home buyer ages now they're at 26 27 so you have a, a double generation of demand if you will mm. facing us right now so we, we think the r- rates can tick up a little but the demand is so strong and affordability is still so good that we, we think uh, our industry is going to run for a while Almost sounds Goldilocks. For a while, um, how long? And I am curious. Uh, we've just got about a minute left. How long do you think this could run? And are you worried about the supply chain shortages? I have brothers who are contractors. They talk about things that are expensive and hard to get. Uh, and then also access to workers. And just got about a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I joke about that. I, I'd much rather worry about those things than whether I could sell a house today. <laughs> and. Um, sales are, are just fine. So now it's over here on the supply chain. There are cost pressures. We've been able to navigate through them, whether it's our cost containment or, or uh, price lift in the markets we're in. And I actually, yesterday on our call, we guided our gross margins up yeah. 70 bips because of this combination of things. So that there is cost pressure, but, but there's, there's adequate labor, and you can navigate through these commodity prices that come and go, and and we're we're in a very nice balance now where yeah. uh, you have strong demand, you can raise your price, you can cover your cost, and there's plenty of land out there, so we can keep this going for a while. Well, listen, this was a pleasure. Jeff, thank you so much, and look forward to catching up uh, in the future again. Jeff Mesger, he's the CEO at KB Home.